Namodasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambudhasa Namodasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambudhasa Namodasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambudhasa Buddhang Dhammang Sanghang Namasami <coughs> Okay, so we spent the morning <coughs> practicing together and uh, and we have the afternoon to continue with our uh, practice uh, <coughs> I'll give a, a few reflections, <coughs> and uh, we'll have the uh, yeah the afternoon to to uh, um, continue with our walking, sitting. Um, there'll be an opportunity for Q and A um, a little bit later. <coughs> Uh, one of the things that I was uh, <coughs> encouraging people to to do in the uh, um, this morning, last night also for the from the talk, was uh, directing attention in terms of lifting up um, thoughts, um, recollections, um, contemplations. Uh, that help to um, bring the mind to a place of, of uh, um, skillful consideration. <coughs> and this is something that uh, uh, the, uh, actually one of the qualities that the Buddha um, um, praises uh, and um, uh, this, uh, let's say, skillful consideration, wise attention, uh, considered attention, considered reflection, yoni sol manasikara, and uh, <coughs> there's a, uh, a a beautiful image that the Buddha gives for this application of the mind, this uh, this directing of attention and reflection. Um, and, and saying that in the same way that that uh, when one uh, sees the the uh, uh, say the light of the early dawn 
uh, then one can be sure that the the day is uh, is breaking. There's going to be a, another day, <coughs> and uh, and the Buddha saying when one recognizes that there's uh, yoni so manasikara, you know, this wise attention, wise reflection, uh, that the noble eightfold path um, has the possibility of manifesting. So it's this, this use of, of uh, uh, applying the mind uh, in that way. Because oftentimes we <coughs> we struggle with with uh, trying to uh, stop the mind from its thinking. Or we think that thinking is a problem. Uh, and so so I mean, I've seen it so often over the the years of 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 teaching and practicing that uh, when you ask people how they're doing and oh there's just still a lot of thoughts and saying well yeah well you're still alive you know <laughs> that's that's not strange you know <laughs> so, so it's uh <clears throat> Um, so the, the the but it's how we use them that's important uh, that directing of the the thought processes directing of attention to thoughts that that are beneficial to us and helpful uh, so the uh, um, that uh, that use of of uh, of of thought and of course you know sometimes you know the mind is completely out of control but it. Uh, but it's also we take it so seriously, uh, um, you know. It's sort of like you know, my my thinking is all over the place, so you know. Therefore, I'm a terrible person, you know, and a hopeless meditator, and will never get anywhere in this practice. Um, as opposed to say, well, yeah, well, thoughts are you know, my thoughts are out of control. You're looking on your mind as you know, like. Um, you know some kind of of uh, um, uh, you know like a pet dog or something you know <laughs> that um, it was it many years ago we we uh, uh, we visited uh, Matthew and Ruby's and and uh, their their dog I can't remember the dog's name now Huh? Loki, yes, yeah, and it was a, a uh, <clears throat> he was just a puppy then, but his his character was pretty, pretty moving in that direction already. Anyway, but, <laughs> but and then it got into the there was a, I think Debbie had a bag of of chocolate coated espresso beans. <laughs> 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 And I just scarfed them down, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Ruby and, Ma- and Matthew having to walk this dog at two o'clock in the morning to, <laughs> because it was just bouncing off the walls. <clears throat> and you know, and but you'd look at that and you say, "Oh, this poor dog!" You know, it's, it's sort of it's so unable to control itself. You know, as opposed to getting upset or averse or or, or that it's some, you know, 
Uh, I'm such a terrible person because my dog is doing this. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's, but it's, you think if you look at the mind in a very similar way, it's just like you know. Sometimes it's, uh, they're just like this. You know, uh, uh, you know, this pet dog that doesn't really know how to how to deal with things. So then, but then you know, you look after it, and you in the same way you you look after your dog, and you care for it, you try to train it as best you can, <laughs> and you do the same thing with your mind. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's the uh, it's that perspective because we've got a lot more space around it. But of course, when it's the mind, then it's me. It's that. The I, me, and mine uh, uh, perspective, and of course, it's not. It's just another aspect of nature. Uh, obviously, it has an effect, and we can affect it, um, but we have to learn how to do that skillfully. So that's that's where our, our practice is so important, and and uh, just learning how to skillfully work with the with the mind. And uh, and re- and then having that, that just enough separation that um, one is is yeah is not trying to force it control it because um, uh, there is there's a certain axiom that that uh, we tend to assume. Um, and sort of, you know, I think, therefore I suffer. And then if I didn't think, then I wouldn't suffer. And, but, but um, you, know, you know, we, you know, the reality is, is that, that forcing the mind into or trying to make it stop, it just creates an incredible tension and, and it's just, it's more suffering. So that it's that quality of knowing and investigating and understanding what the mind is doing that allows us to work with it skillfully. And, and that's where some of the, like the templates of the Buddha's teachings are, are helpful. These lists of, of, uh, of teachings and, and they... Uh, because they, they give a, a certain template that we can reflect from. Say like the five hindrances. Sense, desire, ill will, sloth and torpor, restlessness, worry, skeptical doubt. Uh, it's a, uh, those are hindrances that, that weaken uh, a discernment, obstruct mindfulness. It's a, uh, so that... So you're picking up that tension. Are there hindrances there? <clears throat> what are they? What are they doing? How are they affecting the mind? Because uh, on a certain level, the the different hindrances are a particular way that we create suffering, but they're also a certain way that we try to alleviate suffering. Like we feel some kind of dis-ease underneath. There's some kind of feeling of disease and we 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 try to alleviate it by say through 
finding something interesting to absorb into, something to gratify, stimulate, excite the mind, uh, sense desire. And, you know, it doesn't work, but it's interesting for a bit. <laughs> and there, or, you know, they, you know we, we feel a, some kind of dis-ease, some kind of something is, is not quite right. And then we, we, we find fault. We get averse. We have a feeling of ill will to either towards uh, circumstances or a person or toward oneself that, that, that find an, it's like ill will looking for an object of, of attention and, uh, and you know that's but it's on a certain level it's a way of distracting the mind because there's this underlying feeling of of dukkha and, and, and of course you can look at that in the same way with with uh, uh, the other hindrances, and, 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 um, and so that that being able to to you know when uh, and the 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 hindrance is more of a like a manifestation or a signal that the mind is throwing out that there's something else going on underneath, some kind of unresolved, unrecognized, unseen. Uh, uh, dis-ease, dissatisfaction, discontent, stress, uh, suffering in some way. So, uh, so rather than than you know, because oftentimes what we do is we take they, uh, get those hindrances and I just get rid of that hindrance and then I'll be happy and I'll be a good meditator again. Um, but and I think it's important to to be willing to to. A, a direct attention in a way that we're reflecting, recollecting, paying attention to to well, what's actually happening there? What's going on? What's 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 working underneath there? <clears throat> and and how do we? How can we work with it skillfully uh, without just putting a, say the. You know, it's like cause so, so often it's like, a, a, and you know, it's quite true. Say, like with ill will, uh, the uh, uh, well, recommended uh, antidote uh, to ill will is is uh, is uh, developing of loving kindness, and uh, and the Buddha himself teaches that, and and. Uh, uh, of course, uh, teachers have been teaching that for millennia, but it's also Sometimes we rush to put that band-aid of an antidote on it, and we don't quite understand yet what what's go, what's what's happening. What's what's where's the dukkha? What what is that dukkha? Because we, I mean, who likes dukkha? <laughs> but but if we don't really understand it, if we don't don't really apply our investigation to it. Then, uh, then, then we're 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 basically uh, um, you know, leaving ourselves open to this continued cycles of of uh, dis- discontent and dissatisfaction. So, like t- picking up the the uh, the uh, that so so essentially these templates of of uh, 
of the Buddha's teachings. Um, I mean, they're tools to use uh, for meditation and practice, um, but they have multiple uses and functions. Um, so that that um, exploring exploring that. So oh yeah, five hindrances. Oh, there's this opportunity that we have to. Um, both work with it and see, okay, because one can settle the mind with with identifying the hindrance and then bringing up a suitable uh, counterpoint. Um, but also to that 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 yoni so manisikara, that wise consideration uh, to see that there's always there's almost always another layer going on. Uh, uh, underneath, and and the the more we're willing to to look at that, uh, then the, the the more more deeply we'll we'll understand our own minds and the way that the the Buddhist teachings can free the mind, free the heart. Uh, so, <coughs> so it's that that aspect of of. Uh, um, identifying and you know, using attention, not identifying the hindrances, and and learning something from them. Because also, I mean, it can be be if you, and it's just one template. Because uh, uh, we can also sort of like you take the template of the hindrances, and uh, <coughs> and you start. You start looking and investigating. Um, okay, sense, desire, ill will, sloth and torpor, restlessness, uh, anxiety, skeptical doubt. And you're sitting there watching, watching. And then that's all there is, is hindrances. <laughs> I said, oh my God, I didn't think I was this screwed up. <laughs> Uh, I used to be a normal person, then I started to meditate. <laughs> there, and that. But it's it's we see things through the f- different filters that we that we we uh, uh, we lift up to the mind. So, so that's why there's again there's these all these different templates. So that that, that say the template of the. Seven factors of awakening. Uh, that's another template to to give to the mind, to 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 uh, encourage it or in, um, uh, um, help it to to um, perceive experience from that template. So the mindfulness, investigation of dhamma, <coughs> uh, effort, energy. Uh, Joy, um, the uh, tranquility, um, the meditative stillness, equanimity. Those are those are, are qualities that we can be looking at. Uh, in, do, are, are they there? How can we nurture them? How can we care for them? How can we lift them up? How can we use them to balance the different uh, <coughs> Difficulties we're having, or even when we're um, things are going well, how do we use, say, those factors of awakening to help balance the mind? Because the the uh, the Buddha says mindfulness is always necessary, so it stands alone. 
but then say the, the the factors of investigation or dhamma effort um, joy those are kind of active qualities they, they stir the mind up in a skillful way um, and then the aspect of tranquility meditative stillness samadhi uh, and uh, and wisdom discernment uh, or equanimity those are settling qualities they're, they're they're more they're more a bit more passive they're settling and just attending to what the what does the mind need because uh, we can be we can be really fired up sometimes and and uh, <clears throat> have all sorts of energy but then and then we start investigating dhamma and we spin out and so oh, what went wrong oh, well it was just it was it wasn't quite it wasn't balancing properly it wasn't well you need need to be attentive it can't just take a say take a template and then slam it down on the mind it's, it's, how do i apply it how do i use it how do how does it skillfully um benefit this practice so that, the, those are uh aspects of of uh, <coughs> of of uh, of our training that we need and similarly when the mind is you know sometimes it's really settled and there's a there's a nice feeling of ease and and uh, and then we continue sort of settling in on the breath and tranquility peace and then we fall asleep <laughs> As, Oh, those are the times when we need to oh, good. investigation of Dhamma, lifting up, lifting up the Dhamma, bringing a certain effort into into it. So, so that, that balancing is so essential. The Buddha gives a the, the image of a, a fire, and that that when uh, <clears throat> you've got a fire and and. Uh, um, and if you if you put on wet wet uh, wet wood green leaves and wet grass and it's just going to smother it uh, or if it's it, you've got this fire and then you just keep piling on this this really dry dry wood and then you've got a huge bonfire that can go out of control so so you just, uh, what what's the uh, what's 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 the balance that's needed? Um, so that as part of in, in investigating the mind, the templates that the Buddha gives are not you know some kind of ultimate truth that we we can just take and and uh, and and try to fit our mind into. We need to take those templates of 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 the teachings and. Um, investigate and use that wise attention, uh, considered reflection, uh, to see well what's going to be beneficial, what's what's going to be helpful, what's going to be uh, uh, be useful. So, and of course, the usefulness is always, from the Buddhist perspective, is always around understanding dukkha and. The cessation of dukkha, ending of dukkha, so that that uh, uh, 
you know, from that perspective, then we, we can be <coughs> uh, using our, uh, you know, to the, that experiential perspective. Uh, what am I experiencing? What is my experience? What do I actually want to experience? Uh, because on a, on a certain level, we all want to be happy, peaceful, free from suffering. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, nobody gets up in the morning and so you go to you know, look in the mirror and brush, you know, get ready to clean up and say, well, how can I make myself more miserable today? I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just not, not what we do. It's, uh, we, you know, we're really hoping to 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 experience well-being and happiness as we prefer it. It's a very deep preference, and that's exactly why the Buddha used that that uh, that that experience of dukkha as a uh, a spiritual truth or noble truth, uh, because it uh, gives us something tangible uh, to to. Uh, um, to contemplate, to reflect on, um, say, as to, opposed to a, say, an idealized truth, um, something ideal. You, you, you should be happy and peaceful all the time. You should be united with all the forces of good. You should be compassionate. I mean, it's even, you think of that even with the... Uh, uh, precepts, or the, uh, um, I mean, the Buddha was just so incredibly practical. So that, like, uh, with the, um, there's a, a set of teachings that the Buddha calls the, the ten courses of wholesome action, and, and it's it's loosely based on the on the on the five precepts, and and uh, uh, along with the aspects of thought. But it's uh, that that yeah, refraining from harming living beings, refraining from taking what's not given, refraining from sexual misconduct, refraining from lying, refraining from harsh speech, refraining from uh, kind of malicious gossip, refraining. So it's it's cast in a. Uh, and the same with with on on the level of thought, refraining from thoughts of 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 uh, uh, of uh, desire, uh, refraining from thoughts of of uh, of ill will. Um, <coughs> but uh, because you can't actually mandate. Uh, and say, oh, you should be kind and compassionate, and you should be generous, and that's that. The dynamic that that sets up is impossible to attain, because uh, uh, the nature of the mind is we're always our desire and ability to conceive is always one step ahead of us, so we're always it's just always out of reach. So, but but if we can say, okay, I, okay, at least I haven't, well, at least I haven't killed anybody today. You know? <laughs> I haven't harmed. I haven't harmed any living being. I say, oh, right. But then what that does is foster 
Uh, I mean, it's more tangible, but it also fosters uh, that that ability to lift up the mind to to uh, the, the the qualities of loving kindness or generosity, or and that uh, it, it's a, an achievable perspective, and and it's important that we we get confirmation or we get uh, a feeling that we can okay, we can do this. I can do this. Because um, if it's always, if the goal is always receding into the distance, then you, know, you just get fed up and give up. Uh, so the uh, uh, you know, the Buddha was extremely practical, and that's that's why that uh, reflection on four noble truths, uh, dukkha, uh, that sense of suffering, and and discontent, dissatisfaction, dis-ease, we can notice that. Uh, and, we can, and we can work with it. We can understand it. We can see where it's coming from. And as we r- release and relinquish, then it creates space for well-being and, and peace to arise. It's just you're creating space for, for that experience of, 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 of non-suffering. Uh, to to manifest, it's a so it's a it's an important uh, it's an important perspective because um, it's it it tends you yeah you, you have to be alert to the ways that we we uh, that we do create. Create suffering, and even though they say like that, <clears throat> the Buddha lived twenty five hundred years ago. And I think he understood the human mind pretty well, and there are certain uh, yeah, there are certain cultural perspectives that that uh, the Buddha probably didn't didn't. Uh, um, uh, 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 consider, but uh, um, but I don't think you'd be surprised at it. <laughs> the uh, most thinking of uh, uh, a time when when I went uh, as a translator for a very senior monk. Uh, I was in New Zealand, early years of my translator, like being an attendant, senior monks, translating for them. And, uh, you know, the evening session and um, chanting, meditation, Dhamma talk, questions after. And, uh, and one of the first questions was, was uh, you know, how do we work with, how do we work with guilt? And uh, it's just a fair question because it's it's uh, uh, it's a source of suffering for a lot of people. Uh, but then, and then I went to translate the question, and uh, and I just burst out laughing because I didn't know what the word was. I didn't know what the. I didn't really under understand how to translate it into Thai. So then I had to explain to this senior monk what a Westerner does to make themselves feel guilty. And 
And and he had a very concerned look on his face. Yes. It was Lumpapanyananda for the, for the Thai people. And uh, he had this very concerned look on his face, uh, explaining it. He said, oh, that's really suffering. Tell them not to do that. <laughs> that was... <laughs> So, you know, it's sort of similar. I mean, there's some aspects of how human beings suffer that might be... Uh, <clears throat> you know, the Buddha didn't clearly give teachings around, but it's it's not... Uh, it's not other out of the... Because uh, uh, it, you know, it arises from self-view, attachment, um, expectation, um, and uh, uh, fear... Uh, so that that those are uh, its roots are, are 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 right there with, with what the the Buddha pointed to as sources of dukkha. So it's just understanding how we how we uh, how we create how we create dukkha, and you know paying attention to the the uh, uh, that feeling of of disease and. Discontent is that, that, that and uh, I say, well, oh, that's dukkha. This is dukkha. How's that work? What's happening? And be willing to come up to it, because usually, I mean, the, the, what we want to do is, you know, I just, you know, let me out of here. <laughs> I want to get out of here. <clears throat> and but but the uh, the Buddhas, and when you reflect in terms of. The four noble truths and the say the say the because the Buddha in the first teaching that the Buddha gave the Buddha kind of used the four noble truths as a template for investigation and practice and but but also part of that that teaching was not just the four noble truths but then also the appropriate appropriate response to those. Four noble truths, so that you have the four noble truth of dukkha of suffering, and but then its appropriate response uh, is this first noble truth is to be known, it's to be understood, uh, and to be to be willing to know it, to understand it, and and understand it clearly. So this is dukkha, and. And the second noble truth, the cause of dukkha, uh, is to be uh, is to be abandoned, is to be relinquished, uh, to let go of it. And and our habit uh, is to try to let go of the suffering. Like, uh, we experience suffering; we want to let go of it. Um, we want to abandon that suffering, um, which is fair enough. But it's within that is the seeds for its renewal. So being willing to come back to that experience of suffering and to, uh, to investigate it, to pay attention to it. How does that work? What is its root? What's its cause? What's its source? Um, and... Uh, and that's where we apply that abandoning and letting go, uh, and that that 
that has a has a major effect on the on the mind on the heart, um, and the uh, um, the cessation of suffering is to be realized, um, and the path leading to the cessation of suffering is to be cultivated, is to be developed. So, and oftentimes we'll spend a lot of time on on the, uh, uh, say, suffering and its causes even, um, but we don't pay much attention to the cessation of suffering. If we were suffering all the time, we wouldn't be here. I mean, we wouldn't, uh, it would just be so overwhelming that we wouldn't, we wouldn't be, wouldn't show up at a meditation center and, <laughs> and, uh, and have the, impetus or impulse to to do anything about it so but we don't pay pay attention to, to the cessation of suffering uh, that that ending of suffering cessation of suffering uh, isn't realized uh, so we don't attune ourselves to the cessation um, so to 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 actually take that as an object of attention when we're uh, and as we're developing the path, as we're cultivating the path, uh, the developing that path of of sila samadhi panya, of virtue, of meditation, of discernment, as we're cultivating our mindfulness and to to uh, attune to, oh look, look at that, there's, there's some space opening up there. There's some peace opening up there, uh, and to realize it, to to dwell in it, uh, to allow it to settle in the heart, because usually we go, I mean, we go on to the next thing, you know, we go on to our next project of identifying the next suffering. It's not there yet, but it's going to come. <laughs> so we're so used to it that we we keep looking for it. So we look past the the uh, that experience of of peace and spaciousness. So to 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 lift that up as a as an experience. How do we experience that? What do we? What's it feel like um, when that that suffering is 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 settled? Is diminished? Is ceased? So it's a a. Uh, 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 and it's, a, it's an important perspective uh, to be to be encouraging the mind to to attend to because uh, it it uh, yeah it does um, how do you say the there's a certain concrete quality to uh, our um, our discontent our dissatisfaction um, there's a certain familiarity. Um, with it, and, uh, and and that's something you know. Human nature is such that we'll we'll uh, you know we're we're so much more comfortable with the familiar, and it isn't sort of oh look how peaceful and happy that is. And so, well, it's, oh, 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 that's that's really new. I better go back to my <laughs> go back to my miserable <laughs> experience. Discontent. At least it's familiar. <laughs> so, 
So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's giving oneself that opportunity to to uh, experience that and and to taste it, to you know, to feel it. Like, okay, this is that's a it's it's a thing. Uh, the mind is capable of being being peaceful and spacious and clear and steady. It's, it's, that's part of part and parcel of our of our of our human uh, experience. But and it's something that we want to be uh, supporting and encouraging. Uh, and so these four noble truths are. Incredibly important template for for ex- experiencing and and learning and cultivation. And as Ajahn Chah was was uh, so often he was uh, you know you come with, come at, come to him with some kind of question, some kind of difficulty, some kind of or some kind of even philosophical. Uh, doubt or something, and and he just sort of is it suffering, and it's, and it, it and it's not it's not a trite answer because what he's trying to do can you tune in to that that experience, and and what's the appropriate way to to deal with that so that 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 tuning into dukkha and cessation of dukkha, and quite. Uh, Quite important, both in our day-to-day life as well as in our in our uh, in our uh, meditation. As we're yeah, we're cultivating mindfulness of breathing. How do we? How do we? Just looking at the ways that we experience the breath. How do we tune into the the ease of the breath, the spaciousness of the breath? And what do we hold and tighten up? Uh, those are Dukkha, cessation of dukkha. It's the very uh, on an experiential level. So those are those are some uh, reflections to to uh, take with you, and uh, we could uh, uh, transition to period of walking meditation, and uh, we'll come back at two thirty. So we've got enough time to to uh, uh, yeah, to explore the walking meditation, settle into the walking meditation, in the same way that one is settling into the rhythm of the breath, just settling into that the rhythm of of walking and and taking a. Um, I'm sure that the neighborhood is is quite used to weird people walking back and forth around their neighborhoods. Um, but it's walk, and not going anywhere. Uh, walking back and forth, or even just you know going for. But slow down, slow down, ease into the the rhythm of the walking, the lifting of the foot, setting it down. Just um, be alert and attentive. Um, get to the end of the path. And, okay, so setting the attention and intention anew. So that that there's this pre- presence, being present with the with the walking, in the same way that one is trying to be present with the breath. <laughs>